All right. Let's see. Give it a second. Give me a second to get it pulled up here. Trying, efforting. All right. Hey, how long was I? I was without electricity for six days, uh, basically. It went out Monday at 1 o'clock and came on Saturday at 1 o'clock. Hey, what's up, Brad? I am trying to make this so that I can see it here on the computer, but it's not playing along because um, the questions are all crooked. Uh, yeah, big thumbs down to being without power for six days, but um, there are people actually still in Cedar Rapids who have no power yet. So I feel quite grateful to have the power back um, and be able to see that because that was a lot of fun, don't you think? Um, it looked pretty rough there for a while and I was trying to figure out what pieces of that game we would break down as we talked about it tonight. Do you, do you see that paint in my hair? There's paint in my hair and on my hands. Yeah, I got paint all over me. Um, yeah, so that was a lot of fun. I was trying to figure out which piece of that game that we would talk about because there was a lot going on in that game. A lot of weirdness. And uh, thankfully, my guy, Colton Wong himself, walked it off. And we get to talk about all the good things in that game for the most part. Um, Brad, I think it was you. The questions are all sideways. So if I look like I'm, I don't know why they won't turn the other direction. Um Devil magic at its finest. I will take it. There was a lot of damage in the area, particularly to trees um, and anything that the trees fell down on, obviously. Hey, Graham, what's up? So fortunately for me, where I live personally, we don't have a ton of trees, but where my parents live, their, their neighborhood got pretty wrecked with the, the trees that were down. And what was crazy about that storm is that it was like if there were four trees in a yard, it would take out one of them like from the roots and not touch the others. It was so weird. So there's still a lot of trees down. Um, we were walking through a neighborhood yesterday and there are a bunch of like the bigger trees that had to be cut up by professionals. Um, so those are still kind of laying in yards and stuff. Mom's neighbor had her camper blown over. What? That's crazy. It was wild. It was quite honestly the strangest, just like most abnormal storm experience that I had ever, ever seen in my life. And it, like I said, it was way worse in other places in the state. So yeah, pretty, pretty grateful for uh, the lack of damage. And like I said, the power being on for me now. Um, but baseball, I'm grateful for that too. And the chance that we get to be watching baseball, one that's actually the Cardinals. Uh, and two, that um, they won that game because I was going to be really annoyed that Adam Wainwright pitched as well as he did and was not going to, you know, you know me, I, I, I hate the pitcher win stat. I hate it as a stat, but I do like when a pitcher does as well as Adam Wainwright did and the team ends up rewarded for it. <laughs> Yeah, I really wanted Dylan to get that walk-off, too. That's an interesting thing. Um, and, you know, first of all, to, to score those runs off Iglesias, um, that surprised me. 
but that was he was kind of all over the place that bach did anyone see anything really on that bach besides like maybe a twitch (laughs) um because there wasn't much there but not gonna complain about it uh yeah but for adam wainwright to pitch as well as he did and and to the team to not pick up a win in his effort would have been really annoying um if this is your first time hanging out with us on the post game show this is blacked out which if you like us in iowa tend to be blacked out from all things st louis cardinals unless you have fox sports midwest um this is a show for you because we can talk about what happened you can ask questions if you didn't see the game and we can kind of just get a quick recap of what happened. We're only going to go about 15 minutes or so and, uh, and just talk it out and make sure that we have a chance to celebrate that win, to complain about things, get it all out there, and then have a nice night's sleep in uh, the, the uh, I don't know what word it, the word is that I'm looking for, the, the essence of victory. <laughs> that's, uh, that's what I was going for. So. This is Blacked Out for Birds on the Black, and uh, let's talk a little bit about what we saw in that game. So I mentioned Adam Wainwright. Don't worry, we will get to the Colton Wong walk-off hit in a minute. Uh, But Adam Wainwright, that first inning was weird. I think last year Tyler O'Neill strikes out in that situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, come back, remind me about Tyler O'Neill if I, if I don't come back to that, because I do want to, um, start off with Adam Wainwright and then we'll move on to some of the other stuff. Um, that first inning was bizarre. And you know, the thing that's so great about Wayno is that he's been there and he's done that and he's failed and he's succeeded and he's overcome all those weird little things. Um, and he doesn't get rattled anymore. And that's, what's so fascinating to me. I was watching that, that, really into like the fourth inning thinking, okay, how many times in the last couple of years have we seen Adam Wainwright look like he was absolutely going to lose it in one inning and then shut it down once he got out of that, whatever that jam was. And that's really what happened. Um, is the audio really weird for you? Cause uh, I just realized maybe I should put this in my ear since it's plugged into my phone. Hey, is that better for everyone? <laughs> oh man. I'm so tired. You guys. Um, him being able to contain Cassianos was a key to success. Yeah. Cassianos, anyone containing Cassianos is huge at this point because I feel like he's such a power piece to that lineup, um, as well as Moustakis. And of course he did get the one, uh, pretty big hit there early on, but for Wayno to be able to kind of reel it back in when things start to get out of control is something that's so impressive for anyone to do, but it's almost more impressive the way that Adam Wainwright does it now compared to maybe earlier years where like his stuff was just a a tiny bit better um, in the sense that he could just rely on stuff perhaps more than the, the actual um, art of pitching and moving up and down a lineup and that sort of thing. I think at one point they said uh, on the broadcast, I have to go back and look, but he'd thrown 21 of 26 batters first pitch strikes that's a great sign for Wayno. We talked about this last year that when he's locating that fastball, it gives him all the flexibility in the world to do other things. I also think that it helped him tremendously having Yadier Molina behind the plate. Um, I, I appreciate Andrew Kisner for all that he is, even when Steve Stone called him Kisness for a whole game. Um, but he was not getting that low strike for Adam Wainwright last Saturday. And some of that was a home plate umpire. Some of it was Kisner doesn't, catch that pitch particularly well I don't that's whatever but having 
Yeti or Molina back there, I'm pretty sure it made a difference in uh, Wainwright's ability to utilize the, the bottom part of the strike zone tonight. Um, so for Adam Wainwright to do that and, and keep hitters off balance who have seen him so many times um, and to work in and around base runners and mistakes defensively that were just bizarre – um, man, that, that guy, I, I know I tweeted it about Yadier Molina on the, the base hit that put the Cardinals on the board. Uh, but Adam Wainwright, also a legend <laughs> and I will never stop appreciating. I will never stop appreciating, uh, Adam Wainwright for everything that he is. Um, yeah, uh, it's huge. Um, Yadi coming back, stepping right in, looking like he never, never missed a beat, right? Which is not surprising. I do think it's funny. Someone said earlier he's probably going to try to just catch all the rest of the games. I, I would not be surprised by that at all. Um, may- maybe he'll get a day off. <laughs> but he's in it for the long haul now as much as he possibly can be. So good to see him getting back into action. And then, Brad, you mentioned Tyler O'Neill. He's looked so good. And I was thinking at one point in the game that, you know, Tyler O'Neill doesn't need to be a super high average guy. But if he can avoid being an all-or-nothing home run or strikeout guy that he can contribute in some form or another every night. I mean, he had that diving catch early in the game that was pretty huge defensively. And then when, um, you know, he, he just base hits. It doesn't have to be a home run every time. But he's taking better at bats. He doesn't seem as completely off balance against off speed stuff. He's not, you know, reaching for things high in the zone. All of those things seem so much better this year. So it's been really fun to see him look like a guy that's not going to go through these really long slumps and then hit like four home runs in a row. So that's been, uh, that's been cool. Um, Hey Miranda. Yeah. Uh, cool. Wong, pretty good. Uh, he will have the second double header off of the game off. Oh, yeah, the, in the doubleheaders, Yachty will probably try to play the second game, <laughs> but you're right. He'll probably have the second game off. <clears throat> yeah, and, and on O'Neill, he just – it's so nice. I, I don't think – like I said, he doesn't need to be the super high average guy, but if he can keep from being – I keep thinking – and maybe it's because I was just talking about Brandon Moss with, uh, with Alex on Chirps, but – if he can keep from being the guy that goes into the like nightmare slump, <laughs> like, uh, like Moss did, then he's going to be fine. He's going to be a huge piece to what they do. It was weird to see his average in the hundred, uh, 100s coming in because he's just felt so solid all year. Yeah. I mean, that's the problem with only playing five games, right? Super small sample size. Give all the credit to Wayno to put this team on his back. Yeah. And I was saying on, um, on the radio, uh, with Dave O'Hara today that, um, Adam Wainwright is absolutely the guy I want leading the charge in this very weird comeback because like I was saying, he's the one that's done it all. He's been there. He's seen just about everything. And even though he hasn't seen this, cause nobody's seen this as far as the 2020 season is concerned. Um, he's the guy that's been there and knows how to mentally tune it all out at this point um, in in his life. So pretty great. How about the sudden Rangers Padres beef? I think it's hilarious that the Padres are suddenly like the team to watch in Major League Baseball. Obviously, uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. is the, the face of that, but it, he's not the only one obviously <laughs> performing well um, and the Rangers are never going to want to see them again. So it's pretty funny. Um, and then how about the fact that they just never, never quit 
uh, on the, the game tonight. I mean, a two-run game. You know, and honestly, that's one thing I've thought since their return to play is that they didn't win them all. They didn't always get the result that they wanted. They had some bumps along the way, especially with some of the debuts, some of the rookies, a couple of weird pitching decisions. Um, but they never looked out of it. They never looked like they were, uh, you know, at times last year when the offense wasn't um, performing quite up to where you would like them to be, you got to like the sixth inning and you were like, nah, we can turn it off now. And they never felt like in this game or in the series in Chicago that they were completely out of it. So that was cool. Um, and then, yeah, man, Dylan Carlson, I feel like this team has had a ton of bases loaded scenarios and like 90% of them have had Dylan Carlson at the plate. I mean, that kid talk about pressure, trying to, to come up in a situation like that where you're like, cool, all I have to do is lift a ball to the outfield and we're going to score. And he doesn't do it. Uh, he's going to get one eventually he's going to, but at this point, I think it's a little bit of a monkey on his back and he needs to just shut his brain off and let his body do his thing. That's what needs to happen. Mr. Carlson could probably use a day off. Yeah, that's probably fair. Um, especially after the one, two, three inning in the eighth. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was not a continuation of the same comment. It was a different comment. <laughs> but yes, uh, especially after going one, two, three in the eighth, it felt like um, it was a, it was huge for them to come back in the ninth like that against the closer. That's been that's been pretty solid. Um, Carpen Dex seemed to be doing well. Yeah, I, I think that the DH role is probably really good for Matt Carpenter. Whatever you think of the DH. Um, I think, I mean, the defense was a little wonky tonight uh, for whatever reason. I mean, you have some guys kind of out of their normal positions, um, Miller and Edmund instead of DeYoung and Edmund. <laughs> uh, but even, you know, Goldie was a little off in the, the first inning there. But look, here's the thing. They're going to play like 9,000 games in a row. Um, they're not always going to look super fresh. <laughs> they're going to look a little like they're a step behind occasionally. And they're going to just have to make up for that offensively. Wouldn't be a Cardinals game without late inning heroics. I'm loving Brad Miller as well. He's been pretty fun to watch uh, offensively. Um, you know, I don't know how much we'll see him when DeYoung is back, but I think he's made a case for a little bit more playing time. And maybe the reason why they're not rushing DeYoung back, why they feel like they can send him to Springfield, get some live at-bats before they throw him right back into the mix. That's a, a huge plus on the Brad Miller front. It's in the first name. Yeah, yep, maybe it is. Maybe that's where the magic lies. Um, who else do we need to talk about before we circle back to Colton Wong? Because <laughs> you know i got to say more about that. I can't just mention it at the top and then not say anything else about it. Um, Colton started the, you know, this this whole, like, return to play thing. A lot has been made of it, right? The, the eight-pitch walk in the first game of the doubleheader with the White Sox. And that seemed like a really good sign to me. It seemed like uh, that that's usually when we see Colton Wong take off. Um, oh, Reyes. Yeah, Victoria, that's a great point. Reyes, he's so he's frustrating in the sense that he'll get two relatively easy dominant outs and then look like he forgot where the strike zone was. And I don't know if it's because he's suddenly trying too hard to make sure he gets that last one or if, you know, loses focus a tiny bit or I, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but we've seen that a couple of times with him now. And Elledge, he's just young, uh, making those adjustments 
kind of at bat to at bat is what's going to be the big thing for him. Also, he's thrown a lot of pitches in the last few days, so he probably needs a day off or two as well. How often do uh, we do these lives? Have uh, I, I have only done them, well, <laughs> we were going to do them as many nights after games as we could, and then the Cardinals got shut down for three weeks. So uh, this is the first time I've done it since they started play again. I know Zach did one yesterday, I think. Um, Hat tip for bending without breaking. Yeah. Oh, on Elledge. Um, yeah. Like, like I said, I think he's just young. He's got good stuff. He obviously knows how to compete. Um, but it's just a matter of big league hitters are going to adjust to you faster than maybe some some minor league guys would. So you got to be able to adjust back and do it when you're a little tired. And, you know, he was a tick or two down on the velocity tonight. So I think a day or two off is probably going to be a good thing for Elledge, which, you know, may or may not be longer than that when they start bringing some of these guys back into the fold as far as the guys who uh, who were on the COVID IL coming back, whether it's Carlos Martinez or uh, Junior Fernandez, they're going to work those guys back in. So he, I would imagine, has made enough of an impression to stick around, but hopefully he'll get a little bit a little bit of a break when uh, you start working some of those guys, those guys back onto the roster as well. Any other questions? Because we're going to wrap this thing up. Thank you. I'm glad that you're enjoying this. Look, we all like to kind of decompress a little bit after games. So we thought we'd just do it together. Do it live. And um, I had to take a second to to catch my breath after the Colton Wong walk-off base hit. You know, I started to say it. He he started that this comeback strong um, and that eight pitch walk and then um, kind of struggled the rest of those, the, the trip in Chicago kind of sounds like Carlos Martinez will be back as a reliever. Um, yeah. I mean, I think they're still deciding that kind of irritates me just because they need to stop treating Carlos Martinez like a yo-yo where they can just bounce him around and it's not going to affect him. But beside the point um Colton Wong really started to look strong in the last couple of games though he the the doubleheader yesterday seemed to play well coming in today again you can tell when he's taking better at bats and I think that in general you could say that about a a number of guys um and that there's this thing that happens at the end of games I feel like Colton finds a different gear and um it's pretty fun to watch him in those moments where he, and he doesn't always do it. Nobody does every time, but when he finds that, that, that little extra edge at the end of a game, it's pretty fun. Um, any status update from the COVID IL guys? Yeah, they've all been cleared. Um, I believe they've all been cleared and uh, you should probably start seeing them added back to the mix pretty quickly. I didn't see, well, I guess, the seven guys who were uh, who tested positive while in Milwaukee have been cleared. Um, I know Ryan Helsley was. Uh, they said he should be cleared tomorrow. I would imagine that means Lane Thomas is a few days behind that as well. So the the first group, <laughs> the first group of players have all been cleared. The others that were kind of the later positives after that should be um, probably in the next couple of days or so. But then uh, they're they're sending Paul Young to Springfield. Um, so that he can get some at bats before they 
bring him back into live game action. And uh, they're still trying to figure out what to do with Carlos Martinez as far as getting him some innings or just putting him back into um, back into uh, the bullpen as opposed to the rotation. Still feeling all of that out. Not a question, uh, but I really like the seven inning doubleheader. So do I. Um, yeah, I like the seven inning doubleheaders as well. Developing a case of split ends. Thank you for that. This, though, is paint in my hair because <laughs> I was painting today. Um, I think Gould said all 10 have been cleared. Okay, thanks, Brad. I hadn't seen confirmation about the last two, Ryan Helsley and, and Lane Thomas. Um, Dylan staying up once he Lane gets back, or do you think? Uh, yeah, I would imagine he'll stay up just because he's not one that they want to kind of bounce around, but... I don't know. Yeah, I would imagine he would stay back or stay up, but I don't know that for sure. Well, guys, uh, that's a big win. The Cardinals have looked pretty good in this comeback. I mean, by pretty good, I mean it's not perfect, but they've looked very competitive um, all along. So I am pretty happy about Adam Wainwright. Oh, I, I didn't even say with Adam Wainwright. Um, this is the first time since 2017 that he has, uh, sat down 15 in a row. So I guess the, the conclusion of what I was saying earlier about him being able to hold it together, even when things are a little rough is that he reeled it in and then sat down 15 in a row, which is a feat he has not done since 2017. I believe he's done that 11 times in his career. So Wayno being Wayno, Yachty throwing guys out poking a, a base hit to right field to score a couple runs. Did two runs score on that? I think two runs scored on that base hit. So, uh, and then Colton walking it off with a, with a nice base hit after they chased the closer and brought someone else in. So all around a wild game where crazy things happened. Defense was weird. There was a balk that no one really saw except whoever called it. <laughs> And uh, there was a walk-off win. So a walk-off win with phantom high-fives. So high-five to all of you. Thanks for hanging out, for watching Blacked Out. I'm going to call it a night because I'm real tired. And we'll do it all again some other time. Whenever is the next time I do this. I don't know. We don't have a schedule. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. But I'll be back. We'll do Blacked Out again some other time. And uh, we'll, we'll hopefully talk about a lot more wins. Bye.